Hello, lovely people. Good morning. Right. So, uh, the phrase, bored to death, could be associated with the passage that we're going to be looking at this morning. And that, not because of its length or its content, but just because of the kind of mysterious events that occur. Now, you really want to get to the passage, don't you? So, well, but on the contrary, this morning, I don't want you to be bored to death. I don't want you to fall into a deep, comatose sleep. But I really do want us all to be provoked by the Holy Spirit, by what his word tells us. I want our faith and our vision to increase and for our understanding of who this God is that we serve, this supernatural God that we serve and how he wants to burst in, as we've heard already, into our lives with that supernatural power here and now in Chertsey using you. Okay? So let's read our passage from Acts 20, verses 7 to 12. It's about Eutychus raised from the dead while uh, Paul was in Troas. So on the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and and because he intended to leave the next day, he kept on talking until about midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, and put his arms round him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until midnight, he left. The people took the young man home, alive, and were greatly comforted. So I'm trying to put my watch so I don't go on and on hours and hours till midnight. We were going to put a clock up there, but I never got around to it. I can't see that. I can't, I'm going to put it back on. I can't actually rest anywhere. But trust me, I will, um, I will finish by midday. That's what we're going for, okay? So does this hold true? Does this have an air of authenticity, this story? Or is it just a, a, a fairy tale? Now, I, I personally like the oddness of this story. And... Um, I think, actually, its oddness gives it a bit of authenticity. It's kind of short, factual summary of the events with kind of understated emotion. It gives it a genuineness. Um, I guess if Paul was a, a fraud and uh, performing illusions and this was his first body that he was going to raise from the dead, he might have uh, chosen a better way of you know, showing off this performance rather than a teenager falling out the window. For me, it's not very dramatic. If it was down to me, I would have done it very differently. Fortunately, it's the Holy Spirit that inspires the Bible and not 
me. But my way would have been something along the lines of, I don't know, they're in a tavern. A fight broke out. One runs out of the tavern, gets on a kind of a chariot, chasing through the streets. The other one's on a chariot. Chariot crashes. They continue their race on foot, go up into the mountains. You know, I would make it, I'd ham it up a bit, this story. I would, maybe they hide in a cave, and then eventually he comes to his unfortunate demise by a bear, just killing him, mauling him. And then Paul, the hero, would rush in with a cape, come in, he would lift up this young Eutychus boy with one hand, and he would say, let there be life. And then suddenly life would come back to this limp body. If it was me, I would have done a story like that. I wouldn't have had a teenager just falling out of the back of a window. And then he... It doesn't sound right to me. But for me, actually, the way this is written, it gives it more weight and kudos. It just gives it a, an air of truthness to it. Because it's not elaborated. It's not a kind of drama where it's not needed. It's just the truth. It seems actually that Paul treats it a bit like a distraction from the main event. I don't know if you noticed that. I can imagine him also going upstairs and saying, sorry about that, guys. Oh, where were we? Yes, we were breaking bread. This is the important thing. Now, I think there's a few things we can learn from this. I, uh, we need to remember, in the midst of drama, the most important thing. We can be um, excited by all the lights and the flashing uh, miracles and what's out there that's shining brightly in the world. But the most important thing is Jesus' death and resurrection. Maybe Paul went back upstairs and repeated what he said to the Corinthians. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That was the most important thing of this story. We can look at this story and think, wow, this man, Eutychus, this young boy raised from the dead. But actually, that is never the main story. The main story that runs through all of the Bible, every verse of the Bible, is Jesus' death and resurrection. And from this story, I want you to see that. So we can, in one hand, be distracted by the drama, or, on the other hand, we can be so overwhelmed by the drama, by the sadness, by the grieving, by the sorrow, by the pain, that we fail to see that Jesus has died and rose again to deal with that pain. So I felt that Holy Spirit wanted to say to us, don't get disillusioned by the death in the room. Go upstairs and be elevated to a better, higher, enlightened way.
remember his death and resurrection from the cross just as we have been encouraged to do so, to remember the Lord's death until he comes. I want you to always see the bigger narrative of the Bible, that Jesus' death and resurrection runs through every single verse. When you read it, see God's big story. See the meta-narrative, his biggest plan for this world, which is basically how he restores the relationship of a sinful man to a holy God, bringing new life in Christ. You could probably think of many examples throughout the Old Testament and other verses in the Bible where they're just a signpost to the cross. That's an easy one, the ark. Rescued to save the world. A wooden ark. It points to the wooden cross. Even in the beginning, when the first uh, animals were slaughtered, to cover the shame of Adam and Eve. It represents a sacrifice given. Jesus, again on the cross. Take some time looking in the Word and seeing all these signposts to this one moment in history where Jesus died and rose again. Eutychus is actually only one of ten examples of someone dying and being raised, to de- uh, raised from the dead. Only 10. But actually, if you look throughout the Bible, especially in Acts, which we're looking at now, there's thousands of examples of people being born again and having new life in Christ. So it's not about physical, bodily resurrections. It's about your soul, your spirit, knowing new life. We read in Acts 2.41 some time ago, so those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. What does this show us? It shows us that there's something more important than our physical body. It's hard to believe when we look around at all the marketing on our physical body, but so little about our spirit. It's our spirit of every human being that God is looking to save. So we believe that every human requires resurrection, resurrection of their spirits, We all need new life in Christ. We tend to think of ourselves as a body with a spirit. Actually, I think that's quite unhelpful. It's much better if you think of yourself as a spirit with a body. Then one day, we'll get a new body, an imperishable, glorious, spiritual body. That's what 1 Corinthians 15 says. I encourage you to read that in your own time. So our next point is, actually, we're all dead already. We're all dead. As soon as sin entered the world, 
we were dead in our sin. We can read that verses, Ephesians, I think we've got them, Nick. Ephesians 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And 1 Corinthians 15, 22, For as in Adam all die, also in Christ shall all be made alive. In two weeks' time, we're going to be celebrating someone who's come from death to life. We've got some baptisms, which is another symbol, another representation of this burial. It's like a watery grave, dead to sin, coming up, new life in Christ. So please come, two weeks' time, we're going to be celebrating someone being raised from the dead. Amen? So one of the other accounts in the Bible of the ten that was uh, raised to life was Lazarus. Some of you may be familiar with this story. Um, let me read a couple of bits from John 11. The whole account is in John 11. So Jesus was talking to um, Lazarus's sister, Martha, about how even though his physical body is dead, his spirit will continue to live. It says this, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And he said this to her, do you believe this? The question is to you, do you believe this? We're already dead, and we need to be made alive in Christ. So when I was thinking of this story of Lazarus, I was reminded of um, quite some time ago, someone bringing a prophetic word about this story of Lazarus. It was actually my father-in-law back in 2014. And I'm just going to just share some of the extracts from this, okay? I believe God wants for his glory to be seen in this place. And then he repeated that four times. So I think it was important to hear. I believe, he was talking about this place here. I believe God wants for his glory to be seen in this place. I believe God wants to see his glory, for his glory to be seen in this place. I believe God wants for his glory to be seen in this place. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's not something you have to work up but it's believing what God says. God has given you Chertsey. He's given you Chertsey. Come out. So he's talking about when Jesus commanded Lazarus to come out. God is saying, that's what I brought you here for, to take off people's grave clothes. Hey, look, this could be opportunity to do a bit of um, acting. Here we go, look. I, I, I turned to him halfway through the um, worship and said, you don't mind, but I'm going to wrap you up in toilet roll halfway through. Just, just go with it. He looked at me a bit odd. So, um, so you've got to imagine, this is a mummified Adrian 
And we have been called to remove... I've got to put them on first. Oh, no. It's poor quality. I was good. It's not Andrex, is it? It's not too strong. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Actually, Chippo, could you do that while I speak? Otherwise, we'll, we'll never finish by 12. You'll get the picture. <laughs> so, as we said, we're all dead. We're all dead. People out there are dead in their sin. <clears throat> Good work. So it says in the prophecy, he's given you Chertsey. Another thing I remembered when this was said, he's given you Chertsey. Because earlier in Acts, we read about how Paul was told in a vision before he went to Corinth, do not be afraid. Listen to me, eyes on me. Come on. <laughs> this, is supposed to, this is supposed to support an illustration. It's not supposed to... So... This is what, in a vision, God said to Paul. <laughs> he said, do not be afraid when he was going into Jerusalem. I am with you. This is what God says to us. Do not be afraid when you're going into Chertsey. I am with you. For I have many in the city that are my people. That's what he said to Paul. I have many in the city that are my people. That's great. We can stop there. Oh, we've stopped. We're at the end of the row. So, I have many in the city that are my people. God is saying that to us here in Chertsey. Through that prophetic word, he's given you Chertsey, he said. God is saying, that's what I brought you here for, to take off people's grave clothes. Do you believe that? That's why we're here. He's gone before us. He's got people in this town that he's given us to remove grave clothes, and which is what I'm going to do now because I can tell you're really suffocated by that, aren't you? <laughs> so we want to go out there and proclaim new life to people, don't we? But we're being asked to t remove people's grave clothes. And there's lots of examples of people living in deathness, in, in, in their grave clothes. You can probably think of many of them. But We've, we've been cast to come and just remove them. So people that may have addictions, we've been asked to come remove this deafness from people. Low self-image. That's not of God. That's, that's a grave clothes. That's, that's death. That's not life. Poverty. We've come to remove people's grave clothes in Chertsey. I encourage you to come because God's given us people 
that we can come alongside and get close. When we read that passage in, Paul came down, he leant right in. He, he leant right in on this boy. We've got to get close to people. We've got to come close. He leant in right over this boy. He wrapped his arms around him. We can't do this from arm's length. We've got to get close to people. People who are dying. People who are walking around. They're corpses. We've got to come close to them. And we've got to help them remove the grave clothes from them. And then, and then what happens when we remove these grave clothes? We command, come out. We pronounce new life. <laughs> Very good. So let's proclaim together. Come out, people of Chertsey. I am here to take off your grave clothes. All suffering is a direct result of the fall. We live in a broken world. There's dead people walking around. But we have the answer. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 54, it says, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? I want us all to move in faith towards a new season of miraculous as we partner with this supernatural God. Let's throw ourselves in. Let's lean in into people's lives. Like Paul, let's see miracles. Let's see the miracle of salvation come to people. We want to see miracles. We want to see healings. But why does God heal people? Why does God raise someone from the dead? To point to the cross. That's... That's the miracle. That's the miracle that we share, that you can know new life in Christ. The old has gone. The new has come. Amy or Ewing, um, someone from the Ravi Zacharias Trust, says this, Miracles do not cause us to doubt the laws of nature, but it causes us to consider that there might be the lawmaker intervening and breaking into reality as we know it. I found that really helpful. We think about miracles and think that this can't happen. But we, we don't think, well, that, like the laws of nature are going to be twisted and it's just going to be cause chaos. Gravity's gone. No, we just trust that the lawmaker is intervening, bursting in. Yesterday, Keith shared in the prayer meeting about the, um, the place which was named, um, I can't remember, it's, is it Parazim? I've got it written down somewhere. Baal Parazim, which means the Lord of the breakthrough. The Lord of the breakthrough. We believe in a God who wants to break through. He broke through into time and space through the Lord Jesus. And he wants to continue to do that, friends. He wants to break into people's lives with the miraculous. So let's pray that the Lord of the breakthrough would come and that we would see miracles defeating 
death's hold on people in Chertsey. I've got a video to show you. Now, this video, we're going to see this guy in, um, in a few weeks' time. Ten of us, some of the leaders are going to go and see this guy. There's lots of parallels to what this guy um, uh, experiences to the story and to what I want us to enter into. So um, let, let's watch the video. There's been a number of times that people have actually been raised from the dead. Yes, 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 yes. Now, obviously, that is just phenomenal. That is amazing. Give us one or two examples of that. The first time, actually, when the first time I was myself, to experience it. Mm. I didn't know actually that really the people rises from the dead. Well, I was in this village, come out dry. You didn't know that this could happen? Well, yeah, I couldn't. Um, right. And um, I was in this village. Um, we started a revival meeting. I was me and a young man, George. And he we had the question playing that that you move where 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 where, and the people came there and well, it was almost like fifty or seventy people that came on that Monday. So I preached was over the meeting, and then on Tuesday the number dropped a little bit right. to maybe twenty people. On Wednesday morning the chief of the area came and said, "Okay, young man, you have to stop your crusade." Because the place where you are doing crusade, somebody died yesterday. So that's why the last night, the people, there was not many people then. So you have to come another time. I said, okay, chief, can I go to the house uh, to offer my condolence to the people? He said, yeah, of course, let's go. And then we went to that, to the, to the house. When I arrived there, I find six ladies were sitting inside. The chief introduced, uh, introduced me to those ladies, and then he went to his house. Well, and then I asked the ladies, can I pray? They said, of course, go ahead and pray. Then I started praying. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Even though I... They probably weren't expecting that, is that right? They were probably expecting a religious... Oh, yeah, well... So I was just feeling myself very comfortable. But even though I was doing that, I opened my eyes, I find six ladies, they are all sleeping. <sighs> because maybe I've maybe pulled my prayer longer. <laughs> so it's not only here in the West, people fall asleep. Prayer meetings. <laughs> well, I, which was very good. Mm. because when I saw like that gave me opportunity and the courage to go closer to the dead body to start unwrapping the, the dead body because if he, even if the people was awake I could not go there and start unwrapping it they wouldn't let me but so the body was wrapped up was wrapped up right across right the whole body was wrapped up okay was the girl of six years old her name is Inshansha. Wow. And uh, she was wrapped up. They put the candle here and the candle on the other side. I was started unwrapping. The people, they are sleeping. I opened my Bible. And the Bible, the verse that I opened, did not encourage me anyway. So, and then I'm unwrapping it, unwrapping it. Suddenly, the hand came out. 
I put my finger, this one, I put in the, in the hand, and she was, the hand was cold and stiffy, stiffy, right. stiffy, yeah. cannot bend, move nothing, stiff, 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 stiff. And then I'm praying and worshiping the Lord, I'm giving worshiping the Lord. Suddenly, I really didn't know what was going on. God is the God of suddenness. Suddenly that girl grabbed my finger. I pulled it out. Hey, hey, I jumped. I went on the side. Hey, hey, what? And then she. So this is just as you were unwrapping it. Yes. You hadn't really begun to. No, 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 no. Was just the the hand was out. Wow. The rest of the board was inside. Yes. Still, I didn't all the way unwrap. Wow. She grabbed my finger. It was just like somebody was sleeping, holding your finger tight. Wow. Oh, you must be that shocked. Was I was completely shocked. <laughs> I said, oh, hey, what is that? And she said, I'm hungry. So oh. She began to speak. Exactly wow. that time. And the mother is still sleeping. <laughs> and I believe God hears a sense of humor. Yeah. He did yeah. not want me to tell the people, go out, I want to pray. Yes. He said, don't worry, tell them yeah. to go out. Just I'll let them out even where they are. Right. He put, <laughs> he put them to sleep. Wow. He's the living God. And then there was some liquid of Coca-Cola there, two liters of yes. Coca-Cola. I opened it, and then I put it into the glass I gave to the girl. I wake up the mother. The mother jumped outside screaming, and six, five ladies, the rest, they went one by one, screaming outside, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was amazing. Wow. The chief heard the noise. He came to the house and find and ask what was happening. And then so on, I explained to the chief. And then at the end, I asked the chief, Chief, can I continue with the crusade tonight? Sure. The chief is so oh, exact as you said. <laughs> and and that, that evening, that was a massive of crowd. Wow. A great, 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 great crowd. My yeah. So that was my first is experience and then I got courage and said, whoa, wow, God is doing these things. One week later, Pastor John in Shimoyo yes. so he prayed for somebody rose from the dead. The same week, Pastor wow. Rego in Dondo prayed for the dead, rose again. Wow. And after that, two months later, Constance, another lady yes. in Nampula, now the dead start rising like this, right. one right. by one. Right. <laughs> So what you find is, is one miracle, one raising to those, the catalyst, yeah. and then other Christians, other leaders or Christians get hold of it and realize if God can do it through you, he can do it through them, Yeah. and it just began to break. So, did you see the parallels? See, it wasn't all about this young girl being raised from the dead. The bigger story was that crowds came. The crusade carried on. This was just an interruption to the main event for God's word being preached. I think we should respond. I th just to stir everyone who hears from God, and that's all of you. Last week we had just a, we did something where it was just a few words. The reason I did that is because I wanted lots of words to be brought. Um, why don't you stir yourselves now, and let's just keep it to words of knowledge, okay? Just words of knowledge. By, by that I mean 
words that might be keys that unlock maybe grave clothes that people are wearing in this room or someone you know. I've got a couple which I'll share. So just, we'll, we'll try and keep it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just say a few things and then if you, that's you, then I want you to stand. I'm not going to go into the, the detail, I'm just going to give you the kind of key. And if that's you and you feel, actually that's for me, I don't understand some of these words I'm going to bring, um, but I want you to stand and then I'll give you more of what I've got, Okay just to keep things moving. And, but I'm opening it up to everyone else who wants to share a word of knowledge and come forward. Come forward now. Um, so there's two things I'd like us to respond to. <clears throat> Firstly, if you're an unbeliever here and you've just kind of been made, you see the, the frailty of life. You just see that actually you're putting your trust in this physical body and you see actually... You need to address your spirit. So I'll ask you this question. When you die, do you want to have the assurance and confidence that your spirit will be found alive in Christ? And I'll ask you to stand in a minute, okay? If you want that assurance of faith, that you're alive in Christ, then stand. For the rest of us, if you're a follower of Christ and you want to receive faith this morning to see our supernatural God working in and through you, as Saprise said, if actually I didn't play it, but later he prayed for people that they would move more in the realm of the supernatural. If that's you, if you want to move more in the realm of the supernatural, in healings, in salvation, maybe even raising from the dead in Chertsey, then I'd like you to stand as well. He wants to heal the sick here in Chertsey. He wants to use us to remove the grave clothes here in Chertsey. If you want to see God using you in breaking through into church, see, then I'd like you to stand as well now. Why don't we just all raise our voices together? Why don't we pray for the people Christ has given us in church, see, that we would press in into their lives and that we would start removing their grave clothes and we'd start seeing God breaking in. That we'd move into the realm of the supernatural because we serve a supernatural God. Break into our understanding of nature and laws and, and that he would do surprising things in amongst us. For what reason? That we might all be made alive in Christ through his death and resurrection on the cross.